When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking the five best places to live abroad. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. For Travel Tuesday today, instead of traveling, we're talking about moving abroad, which is a really hot topic these days, especially with uh, House Hunters International. I don't know about you guys, but I am seriously addicted to House Hunters International. We record the episodes and I watch them with, you know, like tears in my eyes and drool coming down my face of all the places that you know, we want to move to because it's definitely, I think one of our financial goals is to be able to move abroad, which, you know, is, is a reason why we wanted to put together this podcast is, you know, I've done a ton of research on different countries and different places, you know, to live. But I also think there's this real kind of dramatization of, of moving abroad. And a lot of times we show kind of the real glossy side of, of living abroad, but in reality, it's, it's tough. I mean, you know, there's residency, there's visas, there's, you know, you've got to get a bank account, let alone learning a foreign language. And what about healthcare and and things like that as well? 
Yeah, I mean, you got to think about healthcare, and a lot of countries, it's you're required to get their healthcare, which can be quite expensive. Um, you know, there's a cost of living. Some places are more expensive. Some places are less. We tried to for this podcast, you know, at least think of places where you know if it's a higher cost of living, maybe there's more job opportunities. Um, but you got to have a lot of money saved, and you got to really do your research before you're thinking about moving abroad because. You know, again, there's just a lot of things that you've got to think about. Well, I think that the, the thing, too, when we watch, you know, programs like House on International or whatever, even, even any travel show, uh, but specifically those that uh, we look at countries and go, well, is it feasible to, to live there? Uh, can you do that? Or what are those people doing? Lots, sometimes they'll reveal what they do for a living and sometimes they don't. Um, but a lot of times they'll reveal why they did that. Either they got transferred for, from their job or or, or whatnot, but so in this episode, we want to actually say, yeah, it actually is feasible, and we picked at least. There's a lot of countries you can go do this, but we picked five that we go, oh yeah, and but there are also five big places and big countries that you could actually go do this, right? Yeah, and I think you know, I mean, there's never been a better time than now to move abroad to work abroad with the internet. Now it's it's. It makes, you know, a lot of jobs a lot more feasible. It makes finding out about countries and connecting with people a lot easier. And the dollar also right now, not that it's always going to be this way, but the dollar is very strong. And so, you know, your your money can go a lot further, at least your savings to get yourself, you know, kind of initially set up in a particular country can go a lot further. And I think, you know, one of the things that we really wanted to point out with this podcast is, you got to do your research about the different countries because each country is kind of a different specialty or, you know, maybe um, is better for different types of jobs. And so, you know, don't be married to one particular country. Find what works best for your particular situation. Yeah. And one of the things you touched upon before, too, is about speaking the language. So sometimes you if if language is, you know, a trepidation for you and you don't speak another language, you may want to find a country that uh, is either really English friendly or that they actually just speak English. There, that that that's actually their language. But there are a lot of countries these days, especially cities you can live in, um, that you can get by with maybe knowing a little bit of the language and because they speak English everywhere else. Uh, so you d- you definitely want to to think about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, the first place that you know is on our list is Germany. Well, and you mentioned before, too, that we're going to talk about uh, countries that you could actually get a job in, but one of the country, uh, hard things to do around other countries is actually be an entrepreneur and open your own business. But Germany is one of those places that is pretty friendly to entrepreneurs, right, as well as a lot of different businesses that you could actually get a job in. Yeah, I mean, Germany is one of the most robust economies now in the European Union. And, um, you know, English is widely spoken in Germany, which is good. Not that you want to go there and be a prickly U.S. citizen and expect everyone to speak English to you. However, it might help smooth things out on the transition. But Germany has one of the best entrepreneurship programs, especially in cities like Berlin. You know, they're really looking for entrepreneurs to come in with, with big ideas um, and, you know, spend and live in, spend money and live in the local economy. So they have one of the best programs, you know, the downside of the program is you do have to get German healthcare, which can be 
you know, a little pricey, a couple hundred bucks a month. So that is something to think about. But if you're an entrepreneur and you're wanting to test out Europe, Germany would be a great place, at least for, you know, your landing spot um, to go there. And, you know, I think there's just a lot of infusion of um, creativity and new ideas. I mean, you know, everything that we've researched about Germany is um, there's a lot of creativity and artists and well, Berlin is basically just this really big melting pot of, of people from so many parts of the world. Uh, you know, artists and in entrepreneurs in 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 uh, musicians. You know, and definitely in the food scene as well too. So uh, that's a re- but other other cities around Germany, in Munich and other places, they actually you could actually get jobs there. Whether you get transferred from your company here in the U.S. Uh, or uh, or abroad, wherever wherever else you live, but as well, you can get get jobs there. What are some of the jobs if you are going to Germany that they have there? Um, definitely the industries. I yeah, say. definitely pharmaceuticals, um, biotech, things like that. But IT. I mean, listen, if you get a job in IT or you know you have some sort of skill set in IT, you can go to almost anywhere around the world and work. It is a universal language. Uh, you usually get paid a very nice salary in IT. So. Definitely in Germany, um, a lot of these countries with kind of tech booms, you know, IT is really a career path that is super viable. Well, and the other thing, too, a lot of these countries, uh, too, as well as other countries, too, that uh, learning the language is a lot of times easier than you if you came to the U.S. to learn to learn uh, English. Uh, at least my opinion, you can go to a lot of these countries and they act, they have a lot of language programs. It's almost like that scene in Love Actually when they're all learning, you know, different languages. A lot of these countries have that and you could really do that and learn. And, and, and especially if you're in a lot of different business or you're an entrepreneur, you want to learn that, that language so you could, you could actually fit in. Well, I think it's more than want to. I mean, yeah. I think at some point you have, you have to, to. Exactly. you know, you have to know how to speak the language. And even if you're at, you know, a fifth grade reading and speaking level, you know, you got, you got to start somewhere because you can't, I mean, you just can't live there forever and not speak the language. It's just, you're, you know, you're, you're not going to grow in your career. You're not going to grow in, you know, whatever industry. So, you know, it's, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't think it's easy. I mean, I think it's, you know, hard, especially the older you get to move to these countries and try and learn a different language, but you can do it. You can certainly do it. And somewhere like Germany where they, you know, English is spoken, um, or at least a lot of people know English is very helpful. Well, I think this is this time, you know, how we are right now that it's so much easier to learn a language. There's so many places and on, on the internet or whatever, you know, that you can learn it as well as in those countries. But what the next on our list though, is a country that surprisingly speaks English, uh, you, you know, widely, uh, and that's Singapore. So why is Singapore such a hot place uh, for people to actually go live there right now? Yeah, Singapore is not some place that I would normally think of, but it really is one of the leading financial centers and ports. And there are more millionaires in the world in Singapore than anywhere else. And that means that business is expanding and that jobs are available. And also, Singapore is a country, it's very safe. It's expensive, I'm not going to lie, but you know there are a lot of uh, opportunities for Westerners. And I think the culture there is really welcoming for Westerners. So I think, you know, Singapore, if you're if you're into kind of the Asia thing, it might be definitely worth uh, checking out. Of course, you know, finance, insurance, 
um, anything in the bio uh, field, obviously IT, engineering, you know, things like that are going to um, kind of get your, your best salaries and you maybe be able to find, you know, the most available jobs. But Singapore really is um, expanding and there are a lot of people from the U.S. moving to Singapore all the time. And they're big into tourism there as well, too, for, for jobs uh, to actually get jobs in, in tourism, right? Yeah, and it's really because Singapore is um, it's starting to find its way on a lot of must-travel lists. And so, you know, tourism and, and uh, you know, running tours and lots of things is, is really popular in Singapore because there are a lot of U.S. citizens coming over a lot of Europeans too coming over to Singapore to kind of check it out and go, wait, what's going on? We would have never thought of this place. What's going on here? Yeah, and what I also think too that the whole that it is literally one of the safest countries in in the world. I think that appeals to people as well too. That that it's that's one less thing. A lot of times you 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 actually have to to worry about. Right. Well, and safety. I mean, you should definitely think about safety before you're moving to a country. Not that anywhere is a hundred percent safe, but. There are some realities of, of certain countries, um, you know, especially as a U.S. citizen, that I think you definitely need to be aware of and, and factor in your decision. So next on our list uh, that we came that we compiled, uh, that this is a place that I've had a lot of friends uh, and people I've known throughout the years go live, and I always thought it was one of the pricier places to go live. The cost of living is, is a lot higher there. Uh, but you're saying that Australia is actually really good for the dollar right now, right? Yeah, the dollar's super strong, and that's really why we're pushing you guys, like, get out there and travel and, you know, save your money and, and be good with your budget so you can go travel all these places that normally are, you know, really expensive. But Australia, because the dollar is strong, is um, definitely a viable place. Um, in Sydney, there are four of the 10 highest earning corporations in the world located. And again, that just means a lot of jobs. There's mining and construction. Of course, IT makes it on every list and, and finance. So I think Australia is it's one of those places that a lot of people go, I think, regardless of cost of living. I mean, there's just... I think the idea of, you know, the the water and, you know, the Sydney Opera House and, you know, and the kangaroos, pe the, the right? Pe the people. And, and one of the best things about Australia is that they basically speak English there, right? It might be a, a different uh, English than we're used to, and you might need a translator at times of what that word means, uh, but they do speak English there. Right, which is which is half of the fun. And if you're, if language is daunting for you and you, that's not something you want to handle, or maybe learning a language is tough for you, you know, you should probably think about one of these countries where they do speak, you know, a form of English. Well, but of course I, they're going to say their form English is the best. But, yeah, exactly. You know. exactly. And we, we love Australian accents, but, but that is something to think about. I, I know a lot of different people in the, in the travel industry have started in uh, countries that, that their language is English and that's helped them to adapt more. And then they've moved on to other countries that don't speak English because then they learn another language and, and whatnot. But also isn't Australia and Sydney also they're home to a lot of different corporations too, that you could actually get transferred from your job here, whether you live in the U.S. Or, or other places, right? Yeah. I mean, lots of people are getting transferred from their job. And that's kind of the best way if you can get transferred from your company to a particular, whether it's Australia or anywhere else. And I think, you know, the best advice is just to be really vocal in your company that, you know, you'd like to move abroad because a lot of times people think that 
you know, they'll just come to you and, and give you this great offer to move abroad. But it's usually the people that are very vocal, that are always saying, hey, if there's an opportunity abroad, you know, we want it, we want to take it. And so, you know, don't be afraid to speak up and to put your name in the hat. I mean, even if it takes a couple years, at least they know, okay, that's what you want to do. Yeah, and especially if you are in a, in a in a company and you may not even know that your your company has an office in such and such place, like say Australia or or wherever or Germany or something like that. Uh, you know, do that research. But but what if it's also the job that you're always always dealing with that country and you go, hey, you know what? I want to go there. I want to be that person to to you know to be on the other end of that. Um, one of the the places that next on our list uh, that. Uh, has had a hard time. Their economy kind of um, took a dive a few years ago and, and haven't really recovered. Um, but this is a place I, I interview a lot of chefs, talk to a lot of chefs around the around the world, and but a lot of US, even U.S. chefs or other chefs in other countries, they go work in in England. A lot of foreign ones will come work here in the U.S. in Chicago and New York, and I also, but also as well as Paris and other places like that. But Spain is a big place for a lot of chefs. They, they've gone and learned, you know, uh, skills there. Um, but there's other opportunities in Spain right now besides just, you know, a job that you may not always think about, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Spain is, uh, you know, we've never been, but Spain is a country that a lot of people want to go travel to. The food, the weather, the wine, the culture, I think it's just intoxicating for a lot of people, but it's also inexpensive to live in Spain. A lot of people actually retire to Spain. Um, but look, if you're if you're going there to find a job, um, I'm going to burst your bubble. I mean, they have massive unemployment in Spain. But one of the things that the government has done is start this really robust program for Americans coming over thousands every year to fill jobs of teaching English in in Spain. So, you know, if you're looking for some new opportunity or kind of a hiatus from your life or whatever you're doing, you know, that might be something to look at. And, And also, if you're running your own business, if you're an entrepreneur, Spain is another place, you know, where you can go, you can live cheap. It's a great base for you to explore the rest of Europe. Um, but particularly if you're looking to teach English, I would put Spain at the top of your list. Yeah. And there's a lot of countries you could actually go do that. You could actually teach English in a lot of different countries, but Spain just happens to have this really great program. And that's really come about in the last several years, right? After their economy could kind of took a dive. Yeah. I mean, they've always had, had that, but the government really kind of stood up and said, all right, you know, uh, let's try and infuse the economy and, um, you know, Obviously, if there are these many programs teaching English, you know, there are a lot of people that speak English around Spain. So I think it's a good way to, um, you know, live in a foreign country that's, you know, inexpensive, but has a great culture, a great food scene, you know, lots of the things that you really attract you to going to Europe. Um, and you know, you try something different. Well, they have siestas in the middle of the daytime. You yes. know, you, you get a lot of times people that actually have a job there, you go to your job in the morning, then you have a, you have your lunch and then you have a siesta in the middle of the daytime. Who doesn't want to do that? I mean, I miss nap time. I don't know about you, but I want to go back to kindergarten because there's something about naps and apple juice and graham crackers. I'm all about that. Well, and next up on our list is, is, is a country as well that took a dive in their economy, but they've kind of really brought themselves out and, and, and picked themselves up and, and really kind of changed things. And I, I see a lot of different places in the States, 
places around the around the world, they're trying to be the next tech hub, right? They're 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 trying to be, you know, the next Silicon Valley. They're, you always hear a lot of different places, but Ireland has really done that and really become that. Like Facebook and other places have have moved there. Uh, so why have they become like a really great place for uh, people to go live in Ireland? Well, I think, you know, Ireland, again, offers a lot of things like great health insurance, a safe place to live. It's a it's a good jumping off point to go to travel to other places in Europe. But, you know, Dublin has really had this this tech and entrepreneur boom lately um, where they've really wanted to become a force. They're kind of known as the Silicon Valley of Europe. And so there are a lot of jobs in tech and finance and healthcare and, and things like that. It's another place, too, if you're an entrepreneur, it's harder to live there as an entrepreneur um, because you can't stay in the country for more than six months without, you know, some sort of job or, um, you know, visa sponsorship. So it does make it tough. And, um, you know, that's what makes it tough about being an entrepreneur kind of all around, you know, if you want to live abroad. That's why Germany is really, if you're an entrepreneur, it's kind of the creme de la creme for entrepreneurs. But Ireland is really trying to infuse this tech boom and is courting a lot of U.S. companies over there. I mean, that's a lot of the uproar that we're hearing with, you know, the new president is and there is some, you know, I mean, it it does make sense. You know, there are a lot of companies that are moving abroad and a lot of jobs are going abroad. But that's great for you as a U.S. citizen right now if you want to live and work abroad. Well, and I think Ireland as a whole, let alone Dublin as, as itself, to, uh, several years ago when I first started traveling to, to Ireland, that even Dublin, let's just, just talk about Dublin. And in the next uh, couple months, we're going to have a lot more episodes about Ireland and about Dublin specifically, even a St. Patrick's Day uh, Dublin episode coming up. Um, so we'll get into a little more details of what's going on in, in Dublin. But just alone, what what they did uh, Ireland, they were relying on other countries and they had loans from other countries and then their their economy you know took a dive. But what they've done is kind of just changed how they do things and and made it more. Uh, you know, Irish businesses and whatnot. And entrepreneurs are really big. Irish entrepreneurs are really big in Ireland, but they're also uh, having a lot of other jobs there as well, too. So now the food scene and so many other things in Dublin, it just looks like a completely different city. And it is really one of the, the coolest cities, uh, I think, to live. Uh, and, and next to Australia and uh, Canada, Ireland has some of the nicest people in the world as well. Yeah, nice people. You just, you you know, if you, you got to like the rain, you got to like the, you know, you, you got to be okay with the weather. And I think a lot of times people think, oh, yeah, 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 you know, that's great. That's fine, you know, when you visit there. But it's a whole different thing to live there. So I think you also have to really think about, like, your own family and your personality and what makes you happy and not happy. And then find a country that works within that, you know, the worst not the worst thing, but, you know, moving somewhere, it takes a lot of time and effort and money and to get there and be like, uh, you know, I don't like this place because of the weather. I mean, that's something you could research ahead of time. So, you know, just just do your due diligence and, and don't move someplace. You know, I kind of seen this as a trend too. Don't move someplace that you haven't visited for a while. And I'm not talking about like a day or two, like stay for a week or two and really see like, okay, as much as you can tell is this a place that is going to fit with your personality, could you, with your could family? Could you picture yourself living yeah. there? Yeah, exactly. You know, does it make sense, you know? And, and look at the good and the not so good because every place has that. No place is perfect. 
And, you know, sometimes when you just go travel someplace, all you see is the good. And that's good because you're traveling, you want an escape, but living someplace is a little bit different. So you got to just make sure that it that it fits with you. Well, and I also think too, these days, one, another way too, that it's made it easier, uh, say Airbnb, you could, you could stay in an Airbnb or whatever, you know, some vacation rental place and you could live, uh, in that, in those neighborhoods and you can actually try different neighborhoods and try different cities and try different things. But that's a good, really great way because, you know, it, the reason why they're foreign to us is that they do things differently. Markets are different and, you know, grocery stores are different and, you know, uh, post, uh, postal is different, uh, you know, uh, credit cards and ATMs and all that kind of stuff like that is so much more different than us, let alone transportation and whatnot. Uh, but I think these days, is that's such a good opportunity for you. Even if you're just traveling there, I think it's a really great opportunity to kind of submerge yourself in a culture. Uh, it's another great way to to learn the language or at least learn, you know, phrases and whatnot and stuff like that. But there's a really great way to go, okay, yeah, I could see myself living here. I could do this and there's this business and what. Yeah. So, you know, do your research, right? Uh, don't decide tomorrow. I mean, if you do, it's not the end of the world, but don't decide tomorrow that you want to you know, move abroad and, and pack everything up. You know, this takes some time, do some research, make sure your budget is on point, make sure your savings is on point, you know, talk to people that, that are living there that are expats, you know, find out from them the good, the bad, the ugly, um, you know, learn all the lessons you can ahead of time to give yourself like the best shot at being successful in whatever country, you know, you want to move to. Yeah. And that's, that's one other good last point too, about expats that, these days, again, making it so much easier to live in another country is so many cu- countries have expat organizations and they're all online and they, they have events all the time. Uh, I know a lot of different countries, they'll celebrate Fourth uh, of July, they'll do, do Thanksgiving, you know, because these countries don't have that. But it is a really great way to actually have somebody else help you because they've already been there and they've done it. And hey, what about this? Or how, hey, what about that? How do I do this? Or how do I do that? A lot of these organizations will actually help you. You do you do that, and 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 whatever it is, whether it's starting a bank account, whether it's getting healthcare, whatever it is. But it's also a great way to get to know people too, and 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 then know your struggles too, uh, and and talk to people, and you get you get to meet friends, and and then they're connected to so and so that lives in in these countries and and whatnot. So it's I think the expat organizations are really great ways to kind of you know get help from other people. Yeah, exactly. So we hoped maybe you just sort of an awakened a you know a fire in you if you're like me and watch House Hunters International and just something comes alive inside of you. You know, we really want to encourage you that you know this is a great time. This is a great time in your twenties or in your thirties to get out there to live abroad, even if it is for just a really short period of time. And if you're listening to this podcast and you know you're an expat in a foreign country, we'd love to hear from you. So head on over to the website and go to the contact section. Send us a message. Let us know your story, because I think that's how we all learn, you know, from each other. And it's always great to hear stories from other people. Um, so again, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. A little bit different for Travel Tuesday. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game and Instagram at Millennial underscore Money. <laughs>